Dun 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 dun. Little pig, little pig. Let me in. Well, back at it again, boys. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep, frazzle drip deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. Oh, by the way, my balls is hot. 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 Hello and welcome to another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Big Country, as always on the other end of the mic. Tonight, you're missing one guest, but we got one with you. Boys in the house. Hey. Sorry, I'm a little... A little uh, frustrated at the moment. I'm but. a lot frustrated. But more frustrating is what's going on in the world right now, which is why we're having our guest who's been on the show four, five, six, seven, eight, nineteen, eleven, twelve, thirteen times now. Oh, 13. That's a bad. That was like an Illuminati number. I shouldn't say that. Oh, shit. Now the cat's <laughs> out of the bag. They know that we're... <laughs> what's up, everybody? Well, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, um, we got Ryan Alexander on the show once again stopping by. Thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Thanks, guys, for having me. And uh, you're right. It's troubling times. I was thinking of something positive to bring up during this, and my notepad's pretty bleak. Yeah, there's not, <laughs> not too many positivities, especially if you're you know watching the news or you're on social media. Everything's bad. Yeah, <laughs> everything's bad. Nothing's good. Uh, half of our country is on fire right now. Uh, and then... What's interesting about that, too, is um, if you watch the news, for whatever reason, when they talk about the fires that are burning through California, Oregon, Washington, um, I guess there's some in like Idaho now and maybe parts of Ohio and all that, um, is they report it like it's climate change that did this. Oh, they have the every Democratic governor is done a press conference in front of some charred building or <laughs> with the, you know, the smoky backdrop and they're blaming climate change. And then you have like Barack Obama on Twitter talking about how it's climate change. And then you hear like the radio traffic, right, from people calling 911 to get a hold of the fire department and first responders. And they're like, we just saw a bunch of people set fire to this. We saw people set fire to that. You mm-hmm. have... Antifa's Twitter taking responsibility for setting fires, and they're like, "Nope, climate change." (laughs) Okay, yeah, climate change that stops at the Canadian border. (laughs) That's so awesome, Ryan. uh, What's it? And before we get into a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight, we'll keep it the show a little tight because I know it's a little later for you. What's going on in our in our great northern partner up in up in Canada? What 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 are you hearing on your front? Well, there's there's no fires at all. Like that's the uh, well, the fires don't have a passport, so completely correct about that. It does seem that the fires in America and Australia even are are mostly arson based. Same with these rioters, right? They they seem that most of the damage is being done by a few people who seem trained or paid, uh, definitely more motivated than just participating in a riot. Yeah. And that's not to mention the direct energy weapons, obviously, that we didn't even get to really go into before but there's a lot of that coming out you know right now and that's uh, on top of everything else in the world 
Yeah, boy, that video that we had sent to the group, I think uh, your wife had actually posted something on her Instagram about it, where it was like a, now I don't know if it's real, I don't know if it's fake, there's a lot of, you know, stuff that we have to look really deep into to make sure what we're sharing is true, but it was like this top view of a plane, and it was like shooting fire down. Well, I think it was a helicopter. It was a helicopter. Now, yeah, so... Because I was talking to some guys at work, and they know some firefighters and stuff, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And some of them say that's how they do controlled burns in rural areas, right? Like, they drop the ground down, they drop the guys on the ground down, and then they fly that thing through, and... So, but I'm not, I'm not completely a hundred percent sure. It's the first time I've ever seen that. And yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what the fuck it is, you know? Yeah. Um, Ryan, I know, uh, recently you did a show, um, you had shared it on your Instagram. Uh, you sent it to our, our, uh, direct message. We watched it. Um, it's on YouTube where you kind of went back and forth with like, a. I don't. I guess it's like a panel, basically, where they're asking questions about COVID vaccine, and um, a lot of that was kind of doctored out. What you had said, some points that you had made. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it was super fun. <laughs> I, I really like getting called on to to do new platforms and stuff like that. That one was a really a big one. I consider it had like nine hundred and fifty thousand subscribers on YouTube. That's that's pretty big to me. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was going to be more of an alternative kind of thing, but I was really the only alternative voice there. Yes. And they, they did bring on somebody in like a video and uh, it was meant to be an alternative view, but she was kind of just saying like they don't have long enough to develop a safe vaccine. So it's kind of a straw man argument to me because the, the alt, the alternative view is uh, you can have as long as you want to develop a vaccine. I'm still going to demand the right to choose to take it or not, basically. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I did notice when you had, had mentioned in the DMs to us that um, a lot of what you had said had been or some of what you had said had been taken out. And you kind of you could notice it because like the next word didn't match what you could tell it was chopped up. What what was the portion that they took out? Um, they kind of threw us into uh, a, a little debate format. I guess they saw that uh, there was disagreement Obviously, you know, I, I got to put in a few harsh words. Uh, you don't <clears throat> you don't get very much time to speak on those kind of things. You know, it goes very quickly. So but they threw us in and I, I guess it it was probably too sloppy for the overall edit. I understand, you know, they're just trying to put out something um, clean. And I personally felt a little bit off put as soon as they did it. I, I saw it happening. You know, OK, now we're in split screen mode feeling a bit like I'm on Fox News, you know, just no real information is going to be conveyed. You know, no party's going to convince each other. He's not going to change my mind in 35 seconds. I'm not going to change his. We're neither of us are going to get full arguments out. You know, he's just going to be uh, disgusted by what I said, basically. And uh, so I don't think it was much even of, of a debate is my point. And I don't blame him for editing it out. But it's uh, my main point in that was that there is no middle ground. And if there was anything I would hope that, that would have got into the final edit, it would have been that point because there's no middle ground on a lot of these things. Uh, forced clothing of any kind, you know, a.k.a. a mask or a, a pin or a card or a chip or anything like this is not OK. You know, we've seen this movie. It's a bad movie. We don't want to live in this world. And uh, the, the majority of the population is so easily um, shown their subservience. I don't know. It's submission. Yeah, by wearing a mask, and it's it's crazy to me. I still don't even want to accept that this really um, is the world that we're living in. But if anything, my expression on that video reflects that. It's like this isn't funny, 
you know, we're talking about forced vaccinations. There's no middle ground. There's, there's no world. There's no scenario in which this is okay. Yeah. And that's, that would be even if we believed it was effective, right? The, I think the, the main argument that I would subscribe to is that they're not even effective. They're taking credit for basic sanitation and the renaming of problems and saying that vaccines got rid of those problems. I said that, that's bogus anyways. You know, just on a small example, the flu vaccine did not get rid of the flu. There's no reason to think that it's going to get rid of COVID. You know, they bring ra- uh, one thing that Ed lit out was an example to rabies, the rabies vaccine, which is actually a totally different thing. And if anything, if there isn't actually any effective vaccine and an argument for getting it, it would be rabies. Mm-hmm. If you actually do have rabies, you need a rabies shot. You might die quick, real quick. Right. But that's it was an it was an unfair exception to bring up. I felt it was very unfair, you know, and I'm glad they edited that part out, actually, because it could be a little bit convincing. Sure. The rabies vaccine is an excellent example of a perfect example of saving lives. Well, the rabies vaccine doesn't even operate on the same principle as a flu vaccine or a covid vaccine. Mm -hmm. Right. You could take every argument against vaccines and throw it all at it at once. You know, even that straw man argument of, oh, they don't have enough time to develop it safely. Well, that's true. Right. And we know that even when pharmaceutical companies get decades to uh, develop drugs, pharmaceuticals of any kind, including vaccines, um, they still don't come out with a safe product. That's why death is on the label of every single pharmaceutical and every single vaccine. And there's known harm from these things. Right. We know of the harm that they do. So just get out of here with that mandatory. But it's you're talking about World War Three. That's the that's the name of this um, episode. And that's that's more appropriate. This is very uh, subtle. But there's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of things been happening political during this whole. This is the biggest event of our lifetime. For, mm-hmm. like, it's all encompassing. There's so many psyops going on at once. There's so many real events going on at once. And, you know, this mask crunching down, choking out businesses, getting us used to literally walking in line, you know, standing in line, staying in line. I think this is leading up to something and I don't really. I don't really exactly know what it is. There's a lot of things floating out of um, Instagram land and stuff that, uh, you know, I don't even really want to talk about. I don't even really want to give uh, credence to them being true. I'm talking about Chinese troops on the border, you know, that border that you're talking about that's on fire on one side and not on fire on the other side. And there's troops on both sides of them. Neither of those those troops don't come from these countries, right? This is, this is a problem. This has happened before. There's been exercises on these borders um, for a long time, but... It's been troubling throughout COVID seeing military buildup in America, mainly, you know, but there is sightings of the similar activity in Canada and it's, uh, it's a bit weird, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys follow Q or anything like that. Some people think Q is a psyop, possibly could be right. But Q has always mentioned that this will be an unconventional war. It'll be fought in an unconventional manner. And I think that's what we're seeing when you have the BLM and Antifa. Now we know for a fact that they are setting fires up and down the coast on the West coast here. Um, On top of that, we have Democratic governors who, like Gavin Newsom, he's signed in basically decriminalizing pedophilia in the state of California. Um, But the Democrats also don't want to give up the power that they hold. Uh, I think last week it was Mad Dog Mattis. He said in order to stop Trump's um, campaign against the deep state, it was going to take a coup, right? That's treason. He should be hung on the spot. Um, you can't be you can't make a threat like that to the office. Uh, on top of that, you have 
the Democratic Party. They did a war game scenario uh, about a month ago saying that if Trump did win, they wouldn't concede and that they would uh, basically try and take the office by force. Right. So that's what we're going to see. In all honesty, I don't think that China would invade because I think we're doing a pretty good job of tearing ourselves apart from the inside. Um, I I don't doubt that they might be aiding in some way, but I, but I don't think that this is like, it's not going to be that type of war It's some shit we've never seen before. It's not anything that I don't think we can handle in the long run. Right. But it's, it's definitely, uh, unprecedented. It's, it's weird. It's strange to see this happen. Yeah, uh, Ryan, real quick back to the um, vaccine. Two points I want to make. So um, you had brought up sanitation. That's The vaccines are kind of taking credit for, you know, better sanitation that we've seen over the last 100 years. And I know um, Dr. Shiva had brought it up on a podcast that he did. I believe it was with Sam Tripoli, but he had said that uh, one of the vaccines that they like to use um, a lot for giving credence to the fact that it does work was polio. Uh, but polio was on a downturn before the vaccine even came out, and that was because of increased sanitation during the 1930s and 40s and cleaner water. And then the vaccine had come out, and so they're crediting the vaccine to the downtrod of polio cases in the United States specifically. But the CDC just came out recently um, and said that they finally had to confirm that Bill Gates's vaccine that they was distributing in Africa was causing polio. The World Health Organization. Yeah, thank you. The World Health Organization had to, co- had to confirm that it was that Bill Gates's vaccine being distributed in Africa was causing polio and killing kids. Yeah. And, uh, causing, uh, paralyzation also. Yeah. Like complete paralyzation. So again, like, why are we seeking the guidance of somebody who's giving the vaccine, who's his company's in charge of distributing a vaccine? Of course they go to Africa first because Mm -hmm. obviously they hate black people. (laughs) Clearly they do. And it's causing these things to happen. And then I'm going to show this article on my screen so that anybody watching this video later can see it. But this was written um, September, let's see, September 2nd. So a couple weeks. Uh, CDC tells states to be ready to distribute potential COVID-19 vaccine by November 1st. Like basically out of nowhere. Now, I've I've listened to a lot of people kind of in the truth community and and Ryan you had mentioned like in the Instagram world we got to kind of sift through what's going on if it's real if it's not real a lot of people think that they already have the vaccine right they've already had it for years Um, so yeah the CDC um, tells states to be ready to distribute potential COVID-19 vaccine by November 1st two days before the election and in the, you know, as I had said before we lost you, there's the, the truth community, right? A lot of the conspiracy world, they believe that they've already had a, a vaccine developed. That, so, that's the only logical explanation for the right. timeline, right? But like Ryan said, there's no, there's not enough time because developed vaccines are still causing vaccine injuries, right? 
So yeah, well, they haven't proven that they can do a vaccine safely, like a, a public access flu vaccine. They have to put all these preservative things in it. That's what the poisons are that the that the health community is against. They said that's why these are toxic. Mm-hmm. It's not because of a virus. It's because of the the all of the the multiple chemicals that they have to put in to stabilize it and to make it last a long time, basically. And formaldehyde yeah. would probably be the worst one. You know, you hear about mercury and all these things like. These are just carriers for the product. Their product is toxic because of all these carry all these carriers, and that's it. It doesn't matter how long they have. You know, I'm still not going to want any virus injected into me with all these poisons. I'm going to take my chances in in the atmosphere with my immune system and taking care of myself. And like you said, soap, right? Giving soap the credit for eradicating most infectious diseases. <clears throat> And I'll continue to use soap, and that's it. And shake hands yeah. and hug as I please. <laughs> right. You know, even then, I mean, you look at the homeless population, especially here um, in Southern California, it's fucking outrageous, right? But there hasn't been any recorded reports of any sort of outbreak of any kind, right? Whether it's measles, COVID, or whatever. So, you know, it's it's just at a certain point, the population gets that herd immunity and that's just the way it is, right? It's an, it's a natural progression when you have groups and groups of people together. So even in places that aren't necessarily as sanitized as, you know, you and I, they're still surviving this somehow, you know? Yeah. There's that's, not just, that's, just piles of dead homeless people everywhere. Cause dude, and they don't wash, they don't clean, they don't no. eat right. You know, they don't, and the vast majority of them are fucking loaded on meth, heroin, or whatever else, right? So their their immune systems are toast, and somehow they're still beating COVID. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? it's definitely not the Black Plague, which is what's interesting yeah. about it. It's like they really didn't even need to make a real pandemic to take total control. I mentioned the movie Wag the Dog, I think, the first time that we spoke. I love yeah. that movie. I yeah. love the metaphor. And showing that how you can create an event from nothing. I think they do it all the time. And this one just showed, like, even that first time we spoke, they were showing fake um, images of Chinese people just looking like they're having seizures, standing up like they were zapped by lightning or something. And this is COVID. That's how COVID was presented to us. We've never seen anything like that. We've seen a bunch of old and uh, obese people. Right? I tried to not listen to this stuff, but I heard on the radio the other day, Oh, uh, we've really okay. We've clearly identified the link between obesity and the susceptibility to the virus. And we're like, wow, really? You know, like this is this is crazy. You <laughs> know, that people are just now yeah. coming out. Mainstream just now is coming out mentioning that vitamin D, one of the, the ninety or more essential nutrients, has something to do with people's susceptibility to, you know, COVID or zinc. You know, these, these basic kindergarten health things that uh, the population has has been blind to, but. That being given as a cover to clamp down again and take away rights, shut down businesses, shift the economy massively, right? Basically, shift wealth, and not just from small businesses to large businesses. Like uh, you know, Amazon's going to gain its market share one way or the other. I don't think this is an Amazon conspiracy, but I think it's dramatically altered the economy to the point where a big portion of the populations are now dependent on government handouts or not. Right. Which is Mm -hmm. probably one of the most dangerous situations of having a government. Anyways, one of the basic arguments against them is when they have money, uh, power over the money, over the the economy, you know, they basically control everything. This is what totalitarianism really is. It it starts with the economy. It starts with controlling not just taxing, but now ultimately, you know, 
making decisions on how the economy functions at at a primal level, Mm -hmm. you know, not allowing businesses to operate indoors and such and such. It's uh, crazy the amount of services that have been stripped away. And it's it feels very dehumanizing, you know, to travel in this world. And it's crazy how used people got to this so quickly. It hasn't even been a year. And people are already treating this like this is normal. You know, I'm here freaking out when there's a thermometer put in my face. Like, what the heck? What is going on here? My, our, my temperature is not their business. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Um, it's not slippery slope anymore. You know, I've said this a few mm-hmm. times now. It's like on different platforms. Sometimes we're talking about an issue and, and we're like, oh, it's a slippery slope. If we let them do this, then they might do this, this and this. And, and now it's like, yo, if this is taken away from us, our basic rights, we've lost. We've just lost. And we're on the brink of it. Right. Troops at the border is one thing. FEMA camps is another thing. Fires and and riots and and uh, fermenting um, division. That's a whole nother thing. But losing our rights in an instant. You know, this is this is a rug being swept from under us uh, right now. And it's crazy to see it happen. It's crazy to see it happen in a matter of months and over a virus that, that didn't even happen. As far as we're yeah. concerned, it literally, we've been saying this since the beginning. The numbers never suggested an actual pandemic. The footage has been bogus since the start. They've been showing either those fake dramatic Chinese deaths or the fake hospitals in Italy, reusing the same hospital footage, putting mannequins in the hospital, right? Fake people dying, people that didn't exist dying, people who are alive dying, people dying of other things being called COVID to the, to the degree mm-hmm. of what, 94%? They came out and said something like that, 94%. You know, having yeah, some yeah, other only only six percent were actually strictly COVID deaths, yeah, which are yeah. mostly old and obese people, which is what we would expect exactly. people dying of, of any flu every year and pneumonia every year. It's already a problem of having an unhealthy population, but it, like literally being used to shut down the world is um, it's insane. Yeah, and and on that article from that, and surprisingly, this this article is actually from the New York Post, but uh, the last sentence here it says. As of Wednesday afternoon, the U.S. had seen 6.1 million confirmed cases of COVID-19 with 184,000 deaths, according to John Hopkins University. We know that's not true. Yeah. Because you can't even trust the tests that are coming out. Um, boy, you want to tell that quick story of, of family friends that had went? Oh, yeah. There's a family. I think it was either a four or five. Uh, I don't remember how many kids they took with them, but the husband was exposed to COVID at work. So he was trying to be responsible. He said, you know what? I'm going to go get tested. So his wife said, well, shit, we should all go get tested. So they all went to the doctors. They signed in. They sat down. Some time went by. They got up and asked, hey, how long is it going to be until we get our tests? They said, it's going to be about four hours. So they said, fuck this. We're not waiting here for four hours with kids in the hospital waiting room. So they didn't say anything. They just got up and left. Well, a couple weeks later, they get a call back saying that all of them tested positive without ever even taking a test. And so they said, no, that's impossible. We never took the test. We left. We didn't have the time to sit around for four hours to get our test done. And they were like, oh, well, maybe it was like a mistake. And she goes, no, how is that a mistake? That's not a mistake that we tested positive when we never took the test. There was no mistake made, right? They get a list of people who were signed up to take these tests. And then they just decide who's going to be positive and who's not. 
Now, what I've seen most often is when people go to a clinic that's associated with a hospital or they go to the hospital itself to get tested, more often than not, that's when they test positive. If they go to some, you know, um, practice that's just small, right, they're not connected to a hospital or anything like that, nine times out of 10, when they get tested, they get the proper test results. And if it is positive, they always test them again to make sure it's not a false positive. Anytime they're linked to a hospital because it's cash, right? Every positive test is a fucking dollar in their bank and every admitted patient is even more money. Yeah. So it's, these results aren't driven by whether or not you are infected. And we already know that the, the, tests they do for COVID, it's going to tell you you're positive for COVID, even if you've had a cold, right? Just a normal, everyday fucking run-of-the-mill common cold. Um, if you had been sick in the past within a certain time frame, you're going to test positive for COVID and you will not even have COVID. There's no test for COVID. Yeah. Well, I, Charlie Robinson had mentioned it on his show from Macroaggressions. He said, this is the worst virus we've ever seen. A matter of fact, it's so bad. The virus is so deadly. You have to get tested to see if you even have it. Yeah. Like, you get told you're sick. Yeah. It's, and you have, the, you have people dropping dead. By I saw this meme. It said, this, is, this virus is so deadly, people are dropping by the 0.0001s. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and I mean, I kind of still stand with, with my observation of what I really think is happening is that um, it's literally just a flu. If That's it's it. the flu, it's just the flu, and they just came up with a new name. <clears throat> well, I think for sure that some shit got released in Wuhan, right? And then they talk about how Trump was slow to react. Trump was, I think it was February, the beginning of February, beginning of January. He said, no more travel to and from China. Oh, and why that comes in, yeah, and and that's what that's what happened. They said that that was racist, right? Because that's when he started calling it the China flu. They said that that was racist. How could he do this? How could he shut down travel? And then it was like, okay, fine. And then when he finally said, oh, well, we'll just monitor the travel, right? Then I think that was their cue, right? Bill Gates and fucking World Health Organization and all these assholes decided that's our cue to say everybody's sick and dying, right? Yeah. And they took it and they ran with it. And we're, we're still not seeing it. I don't know how many times they talked about hospitals overflowing. There's so many health professionals that lost their job because nobody was going to the hospital. Yeah. And it well, wasn't that just it was a slow day at the hospitals. Everybody was avoiding the hospital because they didn't want to get COVID from the people, air quotes, that were sick at the hospital. The emergency rooms were empty. Floors were empty. They were furloughing doctors and nurses, you know. About a week ago, wife and I um, were watching something, and uh, we saw a commercial for like a local hospital out here, and they were like, "Please come to the doctor." Yeah, please. If you're, you know, it's bad if the if the pharmaceutical companies and the industries and the hospitals have to advertise you to come to their business. Oh, just wait. They're going to start scheming, right? Sh show up and, and receive a $5 gift card to Subway. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some sort of gimmick, dude. That's where we're at right now. Because, I mean, you're not a patient. You're a customer, right? We've talked about this plenty of times, especially with Ryan. You're not a patient. You're a customer. So you show up. 
and they know they're going to make fucking money off you. They're going to treat your symptoms, right? They're going to prescribe you some shit that's going to make you feel even fucking worse. And they're getting paid off it. See you when you come back, right? Yeah. Like, and, and Ryan preaches it all the time. Instead of a doctor going, your cholesterol is high, your blood pressure is high. How about you stop eating like shit? You get some exercise and you take these vitamins, right? And we'll fucking never see you again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? they don't do, they're not going to do that. You know, the first time a doctor asked me, um, I was like 20 at the time and I went just for a, a general checkup because I had a, uh, my insurance has changed and I went to go get a physical and all that. So I had a general checkup and I was 20 years old and the doctor was like, when was the last time you checked your cholesterol? And I was like, never. Because <laughs> I'm 20 and I'm like a buck 50 dripping wet on a good day. It's like the car business, dude. Mechanics always compare themselves to doctors, right? And And it's not only because mechanics and doctors both have to wash their hands before they whip their dick out to take a piss, but because they upsell you. Yeah. Right. You're going to come in with your car and I'm going to tell you, Hey, your shocks are bad. Like these, these are a good mechanic will tell you what you need to get your car to point A to point B and then maintain it. Right. But that's not how a car business makes money. That's not how a doctor makes money. You're going to come in. I want you to check your cholesterol. I want you to check your blood pressure. I want you to fucking do all of this. Oh, it's a tad bit high. So we're going to start like a preemptive regimen on this medication to get it down. Go ahead. So, but, but, you know, they're going to say, I want to see you every three months, every six months. We're going to continue to check it and monitor it until we feel it's comfortable enough to take you off of this prescription that you're paying out of the ass for. Right. And that's just how it is. It, they want you. The, the worst part about it is say you weren't the type of person to have those critical <clears throat> thinking skills. Right. You show up to the doctor and they tell you, have you checked your cholesterol lately? And you're like, fuck, no, I'm 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 active. I'm 20. I'm I'm healthy. I feel great. Hmm. You know, we should really check it. And then people start to panic like they kind of create. Uh, what's the term? Fucking uh, hypochondriacs, right? Yeah. It's so people will now exactly, but people will now be like, "Oh shit, I got high cholesterol. I got this. I got that." And I, don't get me wrong, there's people that put their body through certain things and 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 live like shit, and they really don't have an option at a certain point because they can't take care of themselves, right? So now you're dependent on these doctors. But yeah, for the most part, people that treat themselves right. They don't, they don't need that. Right. And, and I think we talked about before, if you break something like you're injured, uh, you got to go to the doctor. Right. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's funny too, and, and we'll get to Ryan on this, but I've been recently catching more and more, um, shit for not wearing a mask. Right. I don't wear a mask anywhere. And I've found it's like always the most unhealthy looking people <laughs> that want to give me shit. Like a lady in like a um, an electric wheelchair with like a swollen leg. Yeah, they're like purple. Yeah. yeah, like giving me shit. I'm like, sweetheart, you're a Big Mac away from losing your foot. You got bigger problems <laughs> to worry about than me not wearing a mask right now. But make sure you get all 30 Diet Cokes that are on the shelf because the doctor told you you drink Diet Coke now. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you're going to lose a foot. But 
Um, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. It's definitely the most unhealthy people, right? Or, or the people that feel like they're, uh, like, oh, you remember, um, Red Dawn, right? And, and they had the one American kid who was like, oh, I'm going to fucking tell on everybody. And he was the one running around with the Chinese, like ratting out the fucking wolves, right? Yeah. It's that kid, like the guy you ran into at the grocery store. He was yeah. like, this guy's not wearing a mask, you know? Yeah. It's like, fucking Christ, man. I mean, with the title of the episode, man, we're, we're, we're about, um, I don't know, a, a couple more fires away from Red Dawn. Dude, well, this is, this is the thing. Like I said, it's unconventional war, right? There's people in this country that don't want Donald Trump to, to be reelected. And the reason that is is because – there are a lot of things that Donald Trump does that I don't agree with, right? This whole vaccine push thing. I don't agree with that shit at all. But he's cutting the price of fucking pharmaceuticals. They don't like that shit at all, right? Because mm-hmm. that's taking money out of their bottom line. He's fucking – the reform that he's signing, like the craziest part is when they call him racist, right? But he's shoveled so much fucking money to these historical black colleges, which in itself, when you break it down, you describe a historical black college, right? Black only. Uh, you could probably get into a Howard or something, right? But you might you not be able to join a fraternity because you're not black. You yeah. might not be able to be in a specific dorm because you're not black. Now, if that was flip flopped and you had an all white college, black dudes couldn't stay in the like that's racist, right? Yeah. So it's like some things are okay, some things are not. But Donald Trump is shoveling money to these colleges, right? They're doing better than ever. But people still call him racist. There's a lot of shit that he's doing that have been extremely positive for the United States, extremely positive for minorities. And the Democrats are losing that minority vote because as long as they can tell you that they need you, you have to be on welfare. You're a victim, right? You need us. Mm You've got to vote for us. And Donald Trump is telling people, no, you Go out, get your shit together, make something of yourself. You can do everything everybody else is doing. You're not a victim. Fucking don't listen to that bullshit, right? They're losing all of their power. So the only Mm -hmm. way for them to do it is to fight this unconventional war. They have the BLM and Antifa out here attacking people at will, attacking police officers and other first responders. Now we're fighting fires and they're blaming it on climate change. You know what I mean? We know that some of these are naturally occurring or accidental. Someone left a campfire going. But now we know for a fact. Yeah. Now we know for a fact that most of these that have been started of late have been from arson, whether it's BLM or Antifa or just some asshole. Right. Mm -hmm. So there is a war. We're at war right now. Yeah. It it doesn't have to be another country. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be foreign troops. We're definitely in the shit. It's not going to get any better. I don't think after November 3rd, all of a sudden the sun's going to come out and birds are chirping and everything's okay. (laughs) Here comes the sun. Yeah, you know what I mean? So skipping down the street. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's over. We did it, guys. You know? So (laughs) it's, it's, it's a weird fucking time to be alive, dude. I never thought that when I was growing up, we would go from, being outside playing all day, no shoes on, drinking out of a hose to the digital age. We're online. Fucking everything is digital, right? You have the internet, you have streaming this, streaming that to nine eleven and the endless wars that we've been in the Mideast to a full on pandemic. 
Like this is a fucking, yeah. Quote unquote, right. That has destroyed economies and people's livelihoods um, for literally nothing. Like it's a lifetime of shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, R- Ryan, what's your take on all that? And, you know, we, we've also seen too, before I let you, you let you run with it. I don't know if you guys have noticed. I mean, I, we, wife and I do not have cable television no, um, or satellite television. We just have streaming services, right? Yeah. But there's still commercials from time to time. And you're seeing commercials with people with masks on. Mm-hmm. It's like social programming to the get you normal, used to keep the new normal. The, you know, watching sports with no fans. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think it will ever go back to the way that it was. And this has happened in a matter of nine months, eight months, seven months, that they just created something to completely change the way life was. It's, it's the same thing happened with 9-11. Yeah. There, you know, now you go to the airport and you automatically take your shoes and your belt off. Yeah. So if I can jump in, um, one of the more interesting things that I heard early on about the covert war that was happening was about oil prices. Because one of the interesting things that happened was the oil price dropped. And uh, what the theory was, was that the oil had been, it's always been on US dollar. It's been on US dollar for a long time. And that was one of the things holding up the US dollar, supposedly, you know, and by the way, I believe that the money supply, it's all made up anyways. They can just change things if they want. But so the Chinese dollar got uh, backed onto oil. Supposedly, that's when the the button was hit to launch this event, so to speak, right? Because we're talking about, you know, there's patents for whatever vaccines and, and just suspicious stuff. And I've mentioned before, they don't patent things for no reason. They want this, to build a story. So this this pandemic was planned, obviously. They told us it was planned in their patents and and so on and so on. But the the button was released, it, it, apparently in accordance with this oil thing that was happening. And, of course, it went back onto the U.S. dollar and the price went back up to normal. But that being one of the main excuses for um, the global shutdown, basically, as they said, uh, eradicate oil demand mm-hmm. you know, overnight with, with the shutdown. And that justifies the initial shutdown. And it could just be um, partially the media being carried away with themselves. And this is, this is me being polite, you know, not suspecting the deepest level of conspiracy that once the media jumps on to, Oh my goodness, we're all dying. Everybody needs to wear masks and social distance and shut down businesses. And it doesn't matter if your business, if your family and everybody's got to shut down because we're all going to die. It's hard to go back from that and be like, Oh wow. Sorry guys. Whoops. You know, uh, we got a bit carried away. <laughs> it's just a flu. It was killing a couple of, old people that Chinese stuff wasn't real the Italian stuff wasn't real uh, yeah. whoops you know it's super super hard for anybody to come back uh, you know on that and uh, I support the free market and support people's ability to have bad ideas you know uh, to develop bad vaccines you know talking about earlier about Bill Gates and whatever you can do whatever he wants you know it's it's up to us to to buy what we want to buy I'm in the same situation I'm selling something in my business alternative health you know, we're selling an, an alternative set of guidelines, but it's ultimately up to the people to be educated. The problem is that the education has been based on all this mm-hmm. faulty stuff. So, you know, we, we've got the the stage set for us to be hypnotized into this fake pandemic because truly all the medical doctors like uh, those people in that debate. I believe those people really believe that they really believe what they said. They really believe that vaccines are effective. They really believe this is something we've got to do. And they really believe that we have a justified reason to bring in mandatory mm-hmm. vaccines. Which, you know, in, in, a, in a sense to me is, is violence on the individual. You know, you're literally penetrating my skin against yeah. my will. 
you know, and this is being justified under medical doctrines that they they do believe through disinformation, you know. So anyways, all that all that aside, this is definitely a planned event, you know, so there's got to be reasons for it. I don't know how long they're going to run with it. You know, you're talking about it never going back to normal. I've kind of been thinking that for a few months, like, you know, I don't I don't see any reason why they would scale this mm-hmm. back. You know, they have clamped down. Why would they release the clamp? They've realized they can do this. They can get away with this. Um, the the world didn't sh- fully shut down. You know, they were able to shut it down just enough and, and no one really did uprise other than the BLM stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of trouble in America mm-hmm. right now, but overall, nothing's really happening yeah. that much. We really it they, they got away with it. You know, and like you said, 9-11 is completely true. We do expect those security measures, quote, security measures, you know, quote, for our own good at airports. And that's only one example. I don't know if you guys have flown since this COVID thing. I did recently. It's uh, I never want to fly again, frankly. You know, that's how bad it is. But this is how life is going to be, you know, in the cities. And I really don't want to be that pessimistic. But, you know, in the in the conspiracy world, they used to say, well, if you don't like it, well, go live in the woods. You know, and so eventually say, okay, well, fine. We, you know, we bought a house out in the country and now it really is just like lost, lost. You know, I I don't know what, everybody's got to not do this now, right now, you know, and I don't know what's next or if there is anything next or if there needs to be anything next, maybe they already did this covert thing, right? Oil prices went back to normal. You know, they don't need to keep us in lockdown. Maybe it is just running away with itself. But if we continue to, to allow this to be the way of life, then it's not going to go back. You know, not anytime soon. You're going to have a generation of kids. Look at these kids, you know, going to school like this or or virtual school or whatever. I mean, these kids are being raised without human contact. Some of them are being born right now without human contact. It's terrible. You know, born, born in bags. This is how you create psychopaths, you know, but this is also how you create drones, a subservient population. And some of these kids right now are going to get real used to this real quick. You know, it's not going to be a big deal. And uh, this is not something I want to get used to. You know, and yeah. it's crazy that just 12 months ago, I was taking this for granted. Like, oh, we could just travel around and sure, you know, life is still hard. It's got its own challenges, but the, the clamp really wasn't on us as much. Yeah. You know, what's, that's interesting too, is I just very recently, I um, purchased a movie that I had seen before I'd watched before. And it's been a long time since I had seen it, but I, my wife hadn't seen it. So we watched it and it's John Carpenter's. They live with Roddy Piper. Um, I've come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. And as corny as the movie is, cause it's from the seventies, late seventies, early eighties. It's a perfect allegory for what's going on. It's interestingly enough. It's also where Shepard Ferry got the idea for his obey company clothing mm-hmm. company. Um, but you see it and you see the advertising, you see the, the cancel culture that's happening. You see the push for um, a vaccine that we don't need. And there's no rational thought in anything anymore. Uh, uh, we just watched today a um, movie on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. We had all these former executives from these big tech companies talk about everything that social media is doing right now was done by design. Absolutely. And it's seriously mind-fucking people to the point where I can't go without my phone. I can't go without looking at the notifications. I can't go without seeing what photo I was tagged in. Um, And 
Uh, what's unfortunate is that we are like the last generation to know what it's like not to have that. I wish we could go back to that. I, I at, <laughs> at this point, dude, yeah, it's great that I could, you know, pull up my computer and, and talk to you guys. Ryan, you're in Canada. Boy, you're in California. This is great. This is how we do our show. But if we could just go back to being outside, playing with one another, talking to with one another. Um, you know, there's a comedian that did a whole a whole bit about when you didn't have a cell phone, like your parents just dropped you off and then they picked you up. Yeah. And you, you know, you would call somebody and if they didn't answer their home phone and they had a voicemail, like a, um, a voice machine, you just left a voicemail for them. Yeah. And then they would play it back and then they would call you back. Or you would uh, just go to their house. Or just you go know, to their like, house and knock on the door. Remember just riding to your friend's house on your bike <laughs> and like knocking on the door. Or if you saw multiple bikes outside, you're like, oh shit, they are home. They just must be busy. You know what I mean? It's it's popping. It must be popping. I got to go over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, the funny thing is, I don't think this pandemic would have been uh, possible if we weren't in the um, smart absolutely. setting. I had no, I had the same thought and it was a discussion I had last night with my cousin said, if, if we didn't have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all this shit, none of this would have ever been able to happen because the media was able to spread all of that information. And, and I think that's another thing too. When we were kids, right? You would have an hour of news every night. That was it. Now you get news whenever the fuck you want. It's, it's worse than a 24 hour news cycle because there are so many quote unquote choices of you viewing your news, whether it's online, whether it's on TV from one of the million broadcasting companies that have 24 hour news networks. There's no way you're absolutely right, Ryan. There's no way this would have been able to take place without the digital age that we're in right now. Yeah. I have to actually say we get exposed to, to much more. You said as much mm-hmm. as you want. It's much more yeah. than we want. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to see news. I choose not mm-hmm. to watch news of any kind. I have to see COVID news yep. on YouTube. I have to yep. see COVID news on Instagram. These platforms are forcing me um, to see it. I'm, I'm forced to be exposed to it. So as long as I'm using the Internet, basically, you know, uh, under the governance <laughs> of, of Google and uh, Zuck, then I'm going to see this indoctrination into the COVID mm-hmm. world. And since the whole world is on their smartphones, there's there's no escaping it. Like I literally I live in the country. I barely go out to any public destinations of any kind. And I, I still I can't avoid being affected by this. Everything is yep. affected by it. Our business is affected by it. Our customers are affected by it. Obviously, travel is, is affected. And uh, even little things. People have seen me complain recently about little things like uh, uh, traveling a normal route. <laughs> From my house to my mom's house, it's about 550 kilometers. And you, the bathrooms that, that I normally use are shut down. I'm a dumb American. What is that in miles? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, probably 350 miles, 300, 350 miles, okay. something like that. It's a fair drive, gotcha. you know, yeah. six-hour drive, something like that. And, you know, I expect to to have a couple of bathrooms to use along the Not way. Anymore. And just the COVID giving businesses the excuse to shut down. Some of them have eliminated yep. bathrooms completely from the, from their uh, from the shop, you know, and th- this is restricting travel to the point where it's uncomfortable for me and I'm in my prime and that's fair, but a lot of people are not going to be able to travel in it in this world mm-hmm. is my point. You know, travel was already a little bit difficult, not just on the road, but also on the airports and all this. And there's a lot of people that are just going to be disqualified 
by something simple, like not being able to hold the yeah. bathroom. You know, people are like, oh, you yeah. can just go pee in a bush. Well, a lot of people aren't going to be able to do this. And if you're driving in the country, it's one thing. If you're driving city routes, it's a completely another thing. And services are being stripped yeah. from us, you know, uh, quote, unless we are forced to comply with these draconian, tyrannical measures, you know, such as mandatory anything uh, to be able to use public services is kind of what's already happened. You know, I don't wear the mask either. And so far, nobody said anything to me, but I, I walk in like I'm ready for war, you know, and it's, I think it's the only thing that's protected me from the scalding of these weaponized civilians. Yeah. And it's a it's a weird thing. I just don't like it. You know, and it's it's obviously going to separate us out very quickly, the people who are against it. And it's just tragically, there's there's so few of us. There's so few people you see out there walking with a mask and you give them a nod now and you're like, wow, we're strongly outnumbered by these civilians, you know, and and I think, P.S., I think a lot of the Nazi thing is made up propaganda of what actually happened. I don't think we know, but talking about rounding up people, uh, anybody making the case that roundups are coming or that they've happened or that they're being justified because of these, right? Oh, you have COVID. Well, that gives us reason to separate you or your family or whatever. You know, it's these civilians that are wearing masks that are going to be the ones turning mm-hmm. people in. That's the scary part of it. You know, and I can't believe that people don't see the the correlation here uh, between them being complicit, you know, with any any number of these, not just World War Two, any number of these uh, anti fairy tales that we've been told, you know, uh, about uh, tyranny taking over, how it takes over and the type of world that it produces. This is exactly yeah. it. You know, turning people against each other in favor of mm-hmm. the government, you know, in favor of what the government is saying. And uh, talking earlier just about miseducation, and it's fair for a government to have bad ideas. Sure. Right? It's not fair for a government to be empowered to use force to enforce their right. bad ideas. It, it's to- Anybody can believe that fluoride is good for you. That's great. I, I want to maintain the ability to vote on whether we have it or not in our municipality. And our municipality happens to be one of those that voted against it. Right. So the, under free market principles, mm-hmm. it can work. But uh, right now, this is just going so far beyond the market, and the the civilians, these weaponized civilians, are are participating in the the overall changing of the market. A lot of it being thrown right into the government's hands or into a few key players, right? And weird names come up these days. You know, who runs our world these days? Well, Zuckerberg's got a freaking lot of yeah. influence. You know, and he's he's one of these big players. Bill Gates, weird, weird. What are these tech? People having to do with our health, exactly. right? And this is how is this connected with the with the government and this overall tyrannical takeover? You know, why are they being complicit in it? And uh, why are this? Why are civilians being complicit in it too? When you can see there's so few players, you know, why are we going to wear a mask by any of these people telling us right. what to do? And we're out there giving health information, by the way, right? But I hundred percent support your right not to believe me, you know, and to do it or not do it. And that's my attitude through and through. You know, I don't care. We got people with guns out here telling people yeah. to wear masks, you know, in cities. Yeah. Well, um, you know, armed security not letting people into stores because businesses are being threatened to be shut down if they let people in without masks. Right. What the fuck is going on in Australia right now? Like, holy shit. If you guys haven't seen the videos of, of people making a post about. You know, don't wear a mask because this is what it's really for. And come in to arrest them. We're going to confiscate all your electronics. And we're going to arrest and, you. Yeah. Like, that was pretty wild. And again, she was just, she was bringing attention to basically like an anti-mask gathering, right? Like a peaceful protest. And I mean, I don't know what Australia's um, constitution is or anything like that. But I've never seen that 
in a free country before. You know what I mean? They just show up, arrest you. You're pregnant. You got kids. They, like you said, they confiscate all of her electronics just for having an opinion. That's fucking wild. Yeah. Australia is not really a free country, by the way. It doesn't seem like it. No, but even in their like, I mean, Canada and U.S. are very similar in the way that we're brought up and, you know, totally the same language. You know, I was told, little Ryan was told, you're a free person in a free country. You can do what you want. You can wear what you want. You can say what you want. You know, you have the right to complain, all this stuff. Australian is much more, I believe, the government type of culture. And I actually, I, I like the Australian culture in many ways, but uh, seeing what's happening Hot there women. does not surprise me. It yeah. really doesn't. And it being Oz, I do believe that it is a major stage and uh, the whole country is more or less a, a theater a spectacle mm. for the rest of the world. Uh, I believe that much of this world uh, falls along the theme park type design, you know, but that's a, that's a larger discussion that we've touched on a little bit with the whole mud flood and everything. Obviously Australia is part of that, but a lot of kind of more extreme things happen there. It's a bit of a more of extreme attitude um, on sort of all their, their political um, ideas and whether it's liberal or conservative, you know, they had a, uh, literally called white Australia policy mm. for a long time, you know, severely limiting immigration and uh, even myself living there, uh, contemplating uh, moving full time is, is very difficult. You know, marriage is not even an easy way to do it. And we're supposed to be all Commonwealth or whatever. So um, the point being, they, they're semi draconian already. You know, it's a functioning right. society, but uh, it's already the the mechanisms and the, the social climate exists for full on tyranny. And I imagine that there's uh, far more civilians enforcing the so, so-called mandates more strongly in Australia, if that makes yeah. sense. I actually imagine the civilians being tougher about it. Actually, and uh, P.S. I remember like uh, when I lived in Australia, I smoked. I remember just civilians confronting me, thinking that I threw a cigarette butt on the ground. And I never did. I smoked rollies. I, I put the butts in my pocket. But they would actually cr- confront you. They'd be like, did you throw that that bottle on the ground or something like that. They'd hear litter. Like they would actually get rough on you about it. And I'm, I imagine it. And I've seen videos of that being very similar people confronting you, if not wearing a mask and getting real with you and, and getting aggressive with you uh, much more so than in Canada. People are pretty soft about it up here, you know, even in America too, but there's just to see that 98, 99 or more percent of the population uh, wearing a mask. It just shows that, you know, whenever these mandates are are increased, the civilian population is very likely to go along with it and to enforce against the people who are resisting it. And I don't know how long we're going to be able to resist it for. And I I think it's unfortunate that people are mistaking mandates for laws because here in America, the, the governor or the mayor, uh, any city official or, or state official doesn't have the ability to make a law. Right. So, that's what's always tripped me out about these people who are getting tickets, right. For not having a mask on. Um, I understand that you can be, uh, like, like if there's a mandate for a curfew during, a, a during a, a state of emergency, right. Like with all these wildfires and a police officer catches you out and about past the curfew. Well, that's in place for safety and you're kind of impeding the first responders job of, of, you know, saving people's lives if need be. So you can be arrested for things like that. Right. But for not wearing a mask, they, they claim it's, you know, because you might get people sick, but. I, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. And the governor himself, you know, multiple governors have said 
I can't make a law. These aren't laws. These are a mandate. Basically, a mandate is a strong recommendation to do what they're asking you to do, right? So uh, the shittiest part about it is every private business has the right to refuse service. I get it, right? No shirt, no shoes, no service. Now, no mask, no service, um, which is even stranger to me because the first time I wore a mask into a business, I was super self-conscious. I'm already, everybody always says I always look mad, right? So when you see someone (laughs) my size with my face walk into a building with a mask on, first thing I'm going to do is hit that silent alarm button under the fucking desk. You know what I mean? So when they're like, you need to have a mask on when you enter this building. And I'm like, the first time I did it was at a Dairy Queen, right? I went to a Dairy Queen. There's two teenage girls working behind the counter. I fucking walk in with a mask. One was in the back washing dishes. The other one was a cashier, and she fucking booked it to the back. And they stayed there. And I was the only one in the building. And I, I'm looking around like, oh, shit, maybe it's because my face is covered. And I pull my mask down, and she finally walks out. I was like, how can I help you? Like, all the money in the register yeah. now. Put all the money in the fucking bag. You and know, two bones to go. Yeah. But I was like, dude, this is so weird. Like this, see the mask mandate on top of the riots and the violence and things like that seemed like they went hand in hand to me. It clicked immediately, right? Your face is covered. It's hard to fucking give a description of someone with the mask on. You get the body shape and height and maybe skin color, depending on what you're wearing that day, right? But you don't know what that person looked like. And you can get away with whatever the fuck you want most of the time, right? I mean, you have plenty of idiots out here that are getting caught on social media with no mask on doing the things that they're doing, but... It seems like these mask mandates went right along hand in hand with with all of the violence that we're seeing. Yeah, it's an odd lineup. Uh, you know, I kind of had a theory with uh, Ryan, what you're talking about with, you know, just general services being taken away. You just can't go somewhere and take a piss now because, oh, sir, do you have a mask? I literally just got to drain the main vein and I'll be out in two seconds. But I think it's to keep people where they're at because... I've always had this theory where they say, well, there's 7 billion people in the world. Well, first of all, how the fuck do they know that? Like, one, two, three. Stop, sir. Can you stop moving? <laughs> Six, seven, eight, right? Okay, how do you know that? And two, they say, oh, we're, we're overcrowded, right? We're going to run out of natural resources. There's, there's overcrowding. Dude, I live in the Midwest. There's fucking nobody out here. Yeah. If I drive 30 minutes south, you could literally just set up a camp somewhere and no one will ever find you. Yeah. Right. Like there, there's just, and it, I think California is a perfect example. If you look at the mass exodus that you're seeing of people that just can't do that living anymore, they're just like, oh, we'll just fucking go somewhere else. Let's leave. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I, I always thought overpopulation was a myth. Obviously, if you're in a central city, right? If you're in one location, you can overpopulate that one location. But overpopulation worldwide, I, it's got to be fucking impossible. You know what I mean? But it's the same thing. They tell you we're running out of gas. We're running out of oil. We're running out of this. Like, not, I don't buy that shit. It's, it's to get you to conform to living in a new type of lifestyle that they want, right? Like they tell you oil, oil, we're going to run out of oil if we continue using gasoline engines. So let's use hybrid battery. We'll use these giant lithium ion battery packs. <laughs> 
But in order to get those, we have to strip mine an entire fucking, you know, village <laughs> and, and destroy that per- portion of the earth in order to get the materials we need to make these batteries. Once that battery, but once that battery dies, it'll never, ever, ever decompose into the earth again. So we have to treat it like toxic waste and throw it away in the popular, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but people are like my Prius, you know, I'm fucking, how much, <laughs> how many miles of the gallons do you get? You fucking earth killer. It's like, dude, have you, have you seen a photo of what it takes to get that battery? And, and, but that's what they're constantly doing, right? Overpopulation. You need to do this. You need to do that. That's why they don't want you collecting your own rainwater. They don't want you digging a well. They don't want you having goats or chickens or this and that in a lot of different cities, right? You can't have certain animals to, to farm in an urban area. It's, they, they want you to live a certain way. Well, like even, I mean, even where I live, you know, obviously hunting and fishing are a big thing out here, but you still have to have a license to do it. Yeah. And you can't overhunt. And I get that, right? Because you overhunt now, you got nothing, right? But hunting is a necessary thing that needs to be done just for nature to move along the the right way, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's bullshit, dude. Well, and you know... Getting back to the topic of tonight's episode, World War Three, Ryan, where do you see, where do you see the state of just the world, especially living in Canada? From where you know, because in America, I th- I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it's like in Canada, but we're we're constantly, like you mentioned, just bombarded with just doom and gloom. Every day, you like I wake up to something else on my phone, on the TV, on the newspaper, um, with just bullshit, and it's like never anything good anymore. And you know, we've within the past week, I want to say that we've gotten a lot of chatter from people that follow our our show and our, us on Instagram about you know Chinese troops at the Canadian border. Uh, Antifa starting these fires, uh, BLM working with Antifa. Then we had some uh, a follower of us tell us that there's there's subs off the coast and there's there's tanks rolling into um, Washington and um, some of the more northern northwestern states of the United States and there's video of it. And at this point, it's like. Well, I don't want that to be true. I don't have any information other than what we've been given to confirm if that's true. Um, but it's just like, fucking, where do we go from here? What's what's next? What's well, what? What information is real and not? That's the right. hardest part. Well, I'm 100% with you. I don't want it to be true at all either. Like I said, I don't even want to make it real by acknowledging it. Um, but the Chinese troop thing that, that has been around, uh, part of the good news is that there's always been a bit of a covert war going on. There's always been something happening for us conspiracy people to get excited with. There's always more or less uh, footage of weird military stuff. There's always footage of things in the sky. There's always footage of locusts happening somewhere in the world every year, etc. Right? There's always a plague happening somewhere of some kind. 
Uh, but right now it's all in our face uh, more than ever. So what's happening in Canada, it's always the same thing. We always get doom and gloom news. That's news. You know, in Europe, you read the newspaper, it's still doom and gloom, and you see breasts at the end. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's the only difference. Right? Lucky. If you're Canada, it's the same thing. Whatever news you see in America, it's going to be the same thing in Canada. In Australia, you're going to see the same thing, except it's going to be a little mm-hmm. bit funnier. You know, um, what I think is interesting, one of the things and to tie it into the overall what's happening, Trump, especially Q narrative. I've never been able to believe that it's completely true or any of it. that I've never been able to completely believe that any mm-hmm. part of it is true because I do believe that Trump is on the, the dark side, the bad side. He's with the bad guys. Um, I do believe that he's a pedophile straight up. And uh, so, you know, whenever there was talk of him, like uh, going to be shutting down these other pedophiles, I said, well, these are clearly his friends you know how deep undercover did he really go you know under all these years and decide to just rebel now he's clearly done none of that i did nothing about hillary clinton the whole put hillary in jail thing there's plenty of reasons to put hillary at a trial you know it didn't even happen not even a trial right not even actual charges and surely 100 percent, he has access to uh, more than enough suspicious evidence and such to put her on trial you know, for something, but that never even happened. So there's no reason to believe that he's on our side, for, for, you know, in my opinion. But what's interesting about this year is that I've never seen pedophilia be such a public right. issue from mainstream and from um, alternative sources, you know, and the the high profile arrests of, um, uh, you know, Epstein and, and even Max the Hill. Hollywood, you know, sexual escapades, Weinstein and et cetera, et cetera, me too. You know, so this year, you know, the Netflix thing being in uh, pretty public view right now and uh, pedophilia being kind of a, a, a public issue with in California. What are they trying to do? Right. They're trying to rename it so it's not fully illegal or they something. It's a, in many they places, did. they've named it a, a psychological mm-hmm. disorder. You know, and I think this has a lot to do, obviously, with our control structure. It seems to be kind of just about deceiving us continuously and doing these weird rituals, including children and Stuff like that, pedophilia, stuff like that. So um, that's what throws doubt on the whole counter narrative to me. And, uh, you know, the Chinese troops, I just I have no idea. Uh, It it has been happening before. Um, There's always that shadow cast, especially around America, of military power and the ability for that trigger to be pulled. There's always reports of FEMA activity, right? They've been stacking coffins up apparently around America for at least seven years that I've been keeping track of. And people were worried about that seven full years ago, saying, look, there's too many coffins sitting right now in America. We've got to be worried about this. We're seven years later. They've been talking about this the whole time. There's got to be more coffins in America than there are American people. You know, so I don't know how worried we are, we should be about it. I don't know how much of it is just government contracts that dollars that need to be spent, you know, the stock that needs to be bought to continue more and more contracts. Just I believe every level of government operates that way. Every single department of government, whether it's a police station, fire department, teachers union, they're always going to ask for increased budgets and they're always going to spend mm-hmm. all of their budget. So when that reflects itself in military activity, especially when we don't have too many actual active uh, outside engagements, they still need to spend that money. They still need to build tanks. They still need to move them around. And we happen to see some of it and we go, whoa, maybe they're planning a civil evasion. And it's not, you know, the, a lot of things, it's not a lot of things. I think they do literally just to keep it looking like something bad's going right. to happen to keep us conspiracy people scared. Um, and maybe to be ready if, in case they actually do need to pull the trigger and say, okay, let's clamp down this population totally. But I never have believed that it's the elite's intention to totally wipe us out which is, I guess, one of the only semblances of good news that I can ever, ever salvage, because if they really did want to wipe us out, by all appearances, they would be able to wipe us out. 
if they wanted to unleash an actual deadly plague on us, yeah. they would. Clearly, this is not an actual deadly plague. So all of it is smoke and mirrors. And it's up to us to figure out what's going on. Like I said, I don't think uh, the, I, I do think Q is actually a psyop. So that means that whatever direction they're pointing in, probably look the other mm-hmm. direction. Right. Or if they're telling us to just sit down and don't worry. I mean, maybe this is one of those times we don't sit down and just worry. You know, maybe this is one of the times where crucial action is necessary because the PSYOP is there to subdue some of the more radical people who might actually have done something right now if they didn't think that trust the plan. Right. You know, that I'm glad you brought that up because it's something that's um, in relation to what you just mentioned. There's something that's always bothered me about 9-11. I I don't believe... So I'm still kind of up in the air, right, with with whether or not planes actually hit the towers. But it, let's just go with the narrative that planes did hit the towers. Um, I don't believe there was anybody on those planes. Um, I know for a fact that you can't make phone calls from aircraft. So all that was bogus. But what troubled me about that was, let's just say, you know, total draconian evildoers, you know, New World Order... We're like, we're going to send these planes into these buildings, but we don't want to kill people in the planes, just in the towers. Like that just does that just didn't make sense to me. Right. So like if you're not willing to kill a bunch of people in the planes, but you're willing to kill everybody in the towers, that it just it just didn't. You know what I mean? It just didn't make sense. Yeah. And and I, I disagree um, cause I've sent text messages, pictures from a plane on my phone with mm-hmm. no issues. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there were people on the planes. I just think that those, they just, my thought about that is they just loaded up the plane as normal. Right. And because there's a reason there's how many celebrities were supposed to be on some of those planes and they conveniently overslept car had issues, whatever. Right. And so all of a sudden they made it. They, they survived. What a close fucking call, right? So I think they did load up those planes with a, just a bunch of normal fucking people, and I think planes did hit it. I'm not saying that planes is what took it down, right? We can have conversation about all the different ways those buildings could have been taken down, but I think the plan was we need to make it look like these planes are going to blow up these buildings and that's, what's going to cause them to fall. And then we can do this, 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 and this, right. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately wrong place, wrong time for all those people. Um, and including all the people in the towers, right. The thing we never hear about is tower seven, just fucking collapse into its own footprint or building think, six or building six. six. That's what I, that's what I was oh, well, Six and seven. Okay. So but, building seven was the one that just fell by itself. Right. Building six was the one that was completely hollowed out, which is new information to me as well. And then nine ten, the day before, over two trillion dollars goes missing. <laughs> right? So they're investigating it in uh, you know, a financial wing of the Pentagon. And then conveniently enough, uh air quotes plane hits that portion of the Pentagon, which was already under construction, air quotes again, and had no camera that one camera. And that's the one we see of some fucking streaking object flying into the side of the wall, right? Yeah. So I I don't know, man. Then there's you know, there's video footage or, or audio footage of George Bush saying because we, we know he was at that school in Florida, right? 
and he says, uh, they come in, they tell him cause he's struggling through that, like Dr. Seuss book. Right. <laughs> and they're like, and you know, upside look, down, dude, the look on his face, like he's struggling with hop on pop. Right. <laughs> they come and they tell him like, Hey, a plane just hit the world trade center. And he's like, Oh, thank God. And shuts the book. Cause he doesn't have to finish it anymore. So <laughs> there's audio later on of him talking about how he saw, he says he saw the first plane hit the tower. Well, we know that was false, right? Cause we know he was in this school, but then you have that documentary also that wasn't supposed to be live, but all of a sudden they decided to move up the date of that filming and do it live. Mm-hmm. So then we see all the shit like there's nothing is a coincidence. You know what I mean? So it's, it's hard to believe just based on the fact that we have first responders who are still dying from the shit that was in the air after these buildings fell down. They witnessed what happened. They saw people falling out of these. We have family members who have lost people. And and I would be hard pressed to say that every single seat that was filled on those planes are all, you know, controlled opposition and they were paid actors and things like that. That's the only reason why I can't believe that there wasn't people on those planes. But Mm -hmm. we already know that the government is very capable of either causing these things to happen or allowing these things to happen and painting it in a completely different view. Yeah. Right. So we we saw that with Sandy Hook. Exactly. We know. Well, Jesus Christ. Well, this episode's fucking never going to see the light. So, but you know what I mean? Like there's things like that. There's things like the Vegas shooting. There's things where shit doesn't add up. And then when you ask questions, you get shot down and it's, Literally. Right. But it's not to be, we're not asking questions to be respectful of the people that did die or were injured. Right. We just want to know the facts. There's other shit going on to these stories. I get that sometimes there's some top secret shit that might, you know, you know, hurt the security of people in the operation or what have you. Right. But for them just to roll along and say, Nope, it was just some crazy guy with some guns. Nope, it was just some rogue guys who barely knew how to fly a fucking Cessna. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, and same with this pandemic, this fake pandemic. It's no, nah, it's just let's all look to Bill Gates. He's not a medical expert, but all the medical experts that are saying we have treatments that will help you survive COVID, don't listen to them. Right. So the amount of people that are blindly following people who aren't experts in certain fields is is it's baffling to me and yeah. but they're shutting down the people who do have the information that we want well it, you know what's interesting too tying it back into the you know covid thing is is there's no talk of wuhan anymore there's no talk of bat soup there's no talk of wuhan the video came out where wuhan was fucking partying like three weeks ago yeah, yeah, like some giant music festival. Everybody's probably fucking in that pool or whatever. <laughs> and and nobody talks about that anymore. Yeah. And, and is this just, <clears throat> okay, we got the narrative. Um, now that we knew that that was all bullshit, we don't even have to talk about it anymore because here's a riot. Here's a fire. Here's a shooting. Here's a stabbing. Here's an you know. Here's an explosion in Beirut. Here's an explosion here. Um, okay, don't look at that. Don't look too deep into that. Uh, okay, wildfires over here. Uh, Chinese troops over here. 
constant uh, distraction. Constant distraction to where, how did we even get to this point? We got uh, to this point because we were told that some, uh, you know, um, China man ate a fucking bat. Well, see, that's the, that's the issue I'm having with, like, we get the information, right? You're sending the information about this person says there's troops here. There's this person. And the thing I fucking hate the most is I get the look into it thing, right? It's easy to say, hey, look into 9-11 because we have a fucking ton of information, right? But that response... When it was like, well, how are you getting this information? Where, well, I've, I've already said more than authorized. Okay, well, yeah. who authorized you to say it? And then when someone gets offended of that question, when we're just trying to compile sources, yeah, big red flag for me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I did see the video with all the tanks and stuff. And like Ryan had mentioned, we saw that video of all the UN tanks uh, in the Midwest, what, years ago, right? Uh, ever since... Katrina, the FEMA camps, the uh, coffins and things like that we've been seeing. So like Ryan said, it's always this shit's going to happen and then nothing ever happens. Right. And so it's it's just hard for me to see that shit I, like like I'm, I'm completely on board with Ryan. Obviously, you don't want this shit to happen. You don't want the Chinese to invade. But it's just hard to say when someone says, just look into it. I spent two hours just looking into it and I couldn't find a fucking thing except for articles that were about three years old. I did find the video of all those fucking tanks. Don't know what they were there for. It's weird as fuck, right? But at a certain point, you would just have some person like the person that videotaped all those tanks going holy shit, they're setting up barricades, they're fucking doing this, and you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Once that hits the internet, it's going to spread like wildfire. It doesn't, yeah. not this, the government doesn't have to make it a public statement about it, right? But somebody's going to see something, especially if they're setting up in the middle of a fucking American state, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then the, the news out of China, it's extremely hard to get any news, right? Because we had, they had like, I don't know, 60 days of constant flooding. There's still levees busting. There's still dikes overflowing. There's still millions of people displaced, missing, or otherwise. Farmlands are completely decimated. Trying to find current statuses of all of that is almost impossible. doesn't matter yeah. which search engine you use, dude. It's There's nothing coming out of China right now except yeah. for what they want to come out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got to say, the, the the only person that I really trust when they say look into it now is just Eddie Bravo. When Eddie Bravo it. says, bro, just look into it. <laughs> but like, but oh, Eddie I'm... Bravo is also telling you to look into it because this is shit that's been out. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You just got to look for it. Yeah. Ryan, I don't, we don't want to keep you too long here. I know it's a little late where you're at. Uh, what's your take on all that bullshit we were just rambling about? I appreciate you guys. And P.S. It's not that late. I just start really early. Well, we don't want to, we, you know, we, it's, it is, it's a little later than, you know, if you start early. I mean, I think we all get up pretty relatively early for our, for our jobs, but, you know, sometimes that, you know, we, we could do a show and I'm like, all right, it's fucking Wednesday. We should probably end it now. So. Well, I think what uh, came to my mind when you guys were talking was that th- we already know they don't need proof, right? Nine uh, Eleven was a good, great example. They don't need proof. Back, you know, World War Two, Vietnam. Okay, we can be forgiven. You know, there was less access to information. 
but in the world of 9-11 and, and since, uh, with ample access to information, it's amazing that we still have basic questions like, was there even a plane there yeah. or not? You know, it's, and it's amazing also that the, the public doesn't even know that there's basic questions like, were there even planes there? Right. There's no evidence of a plane crashing in Shanksville or hitting the Pentagon. And these are basic questions that the public doesn't know about. Right. Again, Building 7. Obviously, we don't need to go into it. You can name this for everything. Vegas. Right. You can forgive the public for not even asking questions about Vegas because it's a small event relatively. But in this time, in this covid thing where this this pandemic was in our face from every single angle, every single mainstream thing is all um, converged into this one giant event and we still can't even tell whether it's a real virus right right just like planes or no planes we can't even tell if there's a virus or no virus or if they're just screwing with us or we can't even tell if it's just a stage or if there's absolutely absolutely no threat or even a tiny threat or again even an actual existing viruses even if viruses are even <laughs> real you know so they don't need proof for any of this they don't need proof to control us and uh, I do agree with you, boy. I don't think necessarily that uh, the full FEMA camp down, uh, clamp down, China troop, whatever. I don't think that's happening. I think that is mm-hmm. smoke and mirrors. And uh, I think that there is still things happening under the surface. I don't exactly know what. I don't think the the whole mask thing is going to go away. Uh, one of the only things that uh, they're talking about in Canada openly of interest to me is they're talking about doing this whatever stuff for two years. Jeez. Right. And two years to me is too long. Two years is a point in time where. It's very easy to turn that into never. It was supposed to be you know, two weeks. Sitting here month after month. <laughs> yeah, waiting for them to reopen the border already. It's just every month they push it back another month. You know, soon they'll stop needing to give the excuse. It'll just be mm-hmm. accepted, you know. And that's the worst case scenario. I don't want to I don't want to believe that we're going into full clampdown. But again, it's it's what it yeah. looks like. And we are looking at a dependent population. You know, there was already a jobs that were superfluous you know, unnecessary. And this is kind mm. of shown it. There's a lot of office buildings that never needed yep. to open, you know, and uh, just the fact that, uh, you know, 60% of their staff can operate on zoom. There's a lot of people, a lot of maintenance people. We're not going to yep. need them. You know, there's a lot of service people. We're not going to need them. There's a lot of streets and a lot of cities that are completely empty. There's a lot of businesses, a lot of airlines, you know, uh, all a huge list of things that are just unnecessary in the world that's coming up and what is coming up, you know, if this is true, if this continues is a world that's difficult to travel in, it's expensive to travel in. And this even is to and from cities, you know, just individual cities and a world where you're controlled in mm-hmm. checkpoints, basically, you know, it's kind of uh, what it's getting at the, in many places. They're asking for your information every time you go to a restaurant and whatever, whatever. I don't think they're doing anything with this data, but I think they're getting used to us getting us used to being in checkpoint situations and uh, ultimately leading towards the card or the chip or the whatever that will make it easier. So we don't have to do all this paperwork and you just scan your chip. And you know, this is the worst case scenario that's been talked about for a long time. And I can't believe that we're so close to it and we have a a population that's complicit in it. I really thought in all this conspiracy situations that, you know, the, the, the danger novels that we're, you're going to have to have this forced on us in some way. We're going to have to lose a war or something, yeah. but no violence happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it happened purely with propaganda. And it's really interesting to me that, uh, again, the most interesting point to me there is that it's been done without any actual evidence the whole time. They, they never needed proof to foist this on us and uh, they're not going to need proof to continue it or to discontinue it. So we're, we're kind of at their mercy. And I, I hate to give such a pessimistic um, message, you know, but 
I don't know what the heck's going to happen. And uh, the Canadian population, just like the American population, I think they're going to help it yep. happen, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, and, you know, building on with what you said there, it, it, they don't need truth. They don't even need anything that makes sense because people would just go, well, if this person told me it, it must be true. And it's my job to make sure that that um, that belief gets extended into the population for example when you go into a restaurant boy are restaurants still shut down in california no we actually went out to breakfast yesterday morning okay um a lot of them have limited seating inside um and then they'll sit you outside which southern california you know there's not a real issue with sitting outside right most parts of the year but there I have heard of some places that will ask you for your name and your phone number when you show up, right? Um, See if there's an out, if somebody had it and they'll call kinda, you. Well, they'll kind of like contract ta- contact trace, you know, and like like Ryan said, I don't think they're doing anything with that info, but guess what? You're going to get a fake name and a fake phone number from me because I don't want you to call me about it. I'm fine. Yeah. If I get sick, I'll fucking figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I'm, my name is John Smith. Uh, yeah. Phone number 867-5309. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 555. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but for example, with the math, like this, like this does not make sense. And it really has to take somebody who's so disconnected with reality to believe that this makes sense. That you actually believe that by wearing a mask, you're protecting others around you and yourself from a virus that may or may not even exist. But you can go to a restaurant, walk in with your mask <laughs> and sit down and then take it off. Yeah. And you will literally, like if you're one of these people that do this, like you will shame somebody for not wearing a mask walking in there when you're actually not even wearing a mask. And you, you believe that if I'm at a table eating, I'm not spreading the virus because we know that COVID hates spaghetti. So if you're eating, like it just, it, at this, it doesn't even make sense. But then you use the the cups, the utensils, you eat off the plates, you sit in the chair, yeah, and then the, they take the plates, and you know what I mean. So it it doesn't the partition up in front of the cashier. It doesn't. I, that's, I just I just move my head around it to give them money. Yeah, and you know what I mean. Help. Yeah, they're taking the money you just had. They're using the. They're picking up the groceries that you just touched. You know what I mean. None of it, it makes any. They won't use your bag. Like it. it it, it, we're all out of critical thinkers, right? And uh, it, the craziest thing is I just had back to school night for my oldest son's school over Zoom. Okay. Back to school at your house. And, well, I didn't know. I didn't know that my wife had told the teacher this, right? Because in, in October, the beginning of next month, they're supposed to start splitting time in class and at home, right? So three days a week, they will be in school. But it's like half of the kids will be there on one day. Half the kids will be there on another day. All of the kids have to wear a mask. They're not allowed to sit next to each other at lunch. They can't play together on the playground. They'll be constantly told, hey, break it up, break it up, right? I said, dude, school officials are just going to get sick of that shit after a while. You're telling me that you're going to keep a bunch of six and seven-year-olds away from each other, right? It doesn't matter what grade, right? But six and seven-year-olds, and you got kindergartners. Do you think they're going to wear a mask all day? That's not going to fucking happen. So my my wife had to tell the teacher, and I can't believe she told the teacher this, but she goes, um, just so you know, when school starts again, my son will have a huge opinion about masks. His dad does a conspiracy podcast so he's not going to want to wear one. And I'm like, man, you told her that? Like, 
the, kid, <laughs> the kid's gonna be like oh you know the 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 school officials are gonna He's be like a red oh, dot next to his name yeah now. you know that's the that's the crazy tinfoil hat wearing fucking psycho kid over there but like because i told my son you know, you don't have to wear this mask when we go into. I'm not making you wear a mask when we go into stores. This it's if the, if someone has an issue with it, they can take it up with me. No one's going to tell you what to do except for me, right? So now he's got to go to school and he's got to wear a mask for as long as he can. But I like the principal said. She goes, the hardest part about all this shit is that kids are going to be like, oh, I like your mask. You want to trade? Hey, try my mask on. Oh, hey, and, and the mask is going to get lost or someone's going to take it or you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's going to be fucking impossible for anybody to function long-term while wearing a mask. When I'm at work, I wear a mask when I got to go into a vendor's store and that's it. Because if I don't have my mask on, they won't sell me their product. Right. So they corner you into a position of you want to do business. You got to have that on. But it, I, I'm being optimistic about it. I feel like people are getting sick of it, you know? Mm hmm. And I, I can't tell you, I mean, people I see coming out of the grocery store 10 feet before they hit that exit, they're fucking ripping that thing off already because it's, it's such an inconvenience, dude. It's hard enough when you forget your wallet walking into a store. Well, now you forgot your mask. You got to go back to the fucking car, get your mask. And then you get inside and then you get a phone call and nobody on the other line can hear you because your fucking mouth is muffled. So you pull your mask down. Then you get shamed into putting your mask back on. You got to end your phone call. Now you're in a shitty mood. You know what I mean? <laughs> This is how we get shooting rampages, you know? Dude, I'm telling you, you watch that movie Falling Down. You ever seen that movie? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. That's going to be it, dude. Yeah. And, and honestly, I wish, like, you see the people of Berlin. They had that giant fucking protest with millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people gathered saying, this is bullshit, we don't want to do it. I don't know why Americans or even Canadians can can fucking do that. You know what I mean? Like, I think Montreal just had a big rally. Is that, is that uh, right? Was, Ryan? It, uh, was it yesterday or the day before? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I think oh, so. I think so. I am out of touch, you know, but uh, I do hear Montreal is, is kind of against it. And I also hear that uh, on the West coast in Vancouver and such, that there's a, a pretty big portion of the population that's against it too. And out here in the country, it's a, there, there's a good spread of people that just totally yeah. can't be bothered. You know what I mean? Like, talking about i'm trying to pretend it's not existing a lot of these people don't have phones you know we're talking about we wouldn't even know about the pandemic unless we had phones well a lot of these people actually are disconnected and they're not wearing masks and i like to hope that you know as we continue it that people just say look this is ridiculous you know that the common sense does seem to seep in and a bunch of these individual ideas any one of them about why a mask is not a good idea or why vaccines not a good idea or why good health is a good idea or why not listening to the government's yeah, you know great idea good idea yeah any one of these start to pile up and people just say look this is enough you know and uh i don't know like i said i just don't know because what's happening right now is we're we're rewiring the society to be able to to handle at home yeah. work and in many ways this mm-hmm. is good you know i hate driving through a city being stuck in traffic because I know a bunch of these people are driving to the city to go into their the towers and sit in their desk and do the work that they could totally exactly. just do at home. They got a computer. You know, a, a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff that was redundant is just going to be um, swept out and with schools, you know, with children. I don't think it's a good idea to, yeah. to do that. For more adult learning, a lot of colleges just boom, fully overnight being able to offer everything they do yeah. online. 
it's a good idea for a lot of people access to education and, and such and such. If I was going to take a university course right now, I'd probably be exactly. online. I live nowhere near yeah. university and not going to relocate. Yeah, but having children do that, it is child abuse in one way. In another way, I do hope that you're right, that they just you can't keep kids away from each other. You can't make exactly. them act like robots. They won't do it. You know. But I see a lot of kids wearing these masks pretty, pretty yeah. complacently. In, in cities, right? So I just, I, I don't know. We're we're really spectators. I never saw this coming, P.S. In the conspiracy world, no one ever came out and said ahead of time, they're going to make us wear, wear masks yeah. one day, right? And in all these movies and stuff, the, the totalitarian future, there never was one where they made us wear masks. So it's, it's yeah. totally left field. Never saw it coming. Didn't see it coming like four months into the pandemic or whatever, right? Even like... So they had four months of a non-pandemic, and and now you want us to wear a mask? I yeah. couldn't believe it. I'm, I'm pretty sure it. there's a, an Illuminati card somewhere in the Illuminati card game where it shows people wearing masks. Yeah, or they're like Simpsons episode somewhere. They're like, oh shit! I pulled the mask. Tell them to put the mask on, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> just playing that game in a the smoke filled room of like, yeah. it's like Uno, <laughs> but for pandemics and world control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I I don't know, man. And and the thing too is like. I mean, I don't ever wear mine, but I've always contemplated on just making a joke where I take a mask and just drill fucking holes into it. No, this guy so like, did. This so guy did that. Mask and I just put it on. They're like, oh, yeah, here it is. No, this guy, he walked in with a fucking airsoft mask on, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's just mesh. And he walked through the store and nobody said anything. He said he even got a compliment on the fucking mask. Hey, you could cool see mask, some, you know, But it's like, that's all they need is to see something over your face. That's not going to stop you from getting sick, dude. Yeah. We know. We know. Sure. Uh, imagine like the um, the Muslim immigrants that we have oh, in the United States. Who, they're who on it. Like, they're like, welcome <laughs> to my world. Yeah. That, was more, that was more Indian, but. <laughs> um, Stupid Americans. Like, yeah, infidels. Like, infidels, yeah. They're like, check me. I mean, you know, my, it's funny because my sister. Um, she homeschools her two boys right now and they just adopted, um, two more kids, but, uh, she's homeschooled them ever since she's had them. And, uh, she didn't, uh, her rule of thumb with vaccines was like, okay, whatever we got when we were kids yeah, is probably decent. And they even, I mean, they even broke them up. Yeah. Um, but all the new stuff came out she doesn't have them vaccinated, which is another reason why she homeschooled because she actually got the exemption before um, SB 277 was passed in California. So she yeah. could have a religious exemption. Yeah. But everybody always used to, oh, there's the lady that she's a homeschooler. <laughs> yeah. And now she's like laughing at everybody. Like, <laughs> Watching all the people struggle, just like teaching their kids at home, just, like just drinking themselves into just divorce and, Having to but teach dude, I, I saw this thing, right? And it was because they, now they have this weird-ass type of math that they're fucking teaching kids, right? And it was a simple multiplication. It was like a three-digit number times a three-digit number. And you know how we used to do it? You write the two numbers, you fucking boop, 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 boop. You're so calling, dude, yeah, bam, bam. That's it. Dude, I don't know. They were showing the work of the kid, that how the teacher wanted them to do it. And I said, I don't understand that. How the fuck do you come to an answer with that? So the parent was like teaching the kid, this is how we used to do it. And so they did all of the problems that way, right? All the answers are correct. The work is shown. The teacher wasn't having it. 
but they told him, dude, listen, I'm an essential worker, right? I have to go to work. I don't have time to learn the shit that you want my kid to learn in a certain manner. It's getting the answers he needs to get. And they're like, well, you know, there's not a whole lot we can fucking do about it because they're not at school with us. Essentially, you're teaching the kid. Mm-hmm. Right. But parents, mm-hmm. we don't, I'm an essential worker too. You know what I mean? I'm fortunately enough that my wife is home with the kids, but it's, it's not, if, if you want this shit to get done, it's going to get done on parents' terms. Right. So now your sister, she's able to teach the kids common core's bullshit. That's not how you do it. This is how you're going to fucking add, subtract, blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. Teach the kids critical thinking, right? You gotta, you gotta think about these problems. You have to figure out how to get to a solution. And that's what we're missing. There's, like I said earlier, there's no more critical thinkers, dude. So when yeah. you're thinking, so like you said, when you're talking about people who are wearing fucking mess, mesh masks or fabric masks and they think it's protecting them against something that's supposed to be super deadly. Come on. Well, yeah, and and there's people that do the shields, you know, like the sneeze guard. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, that's, well, that's not a mask. No, but you're dude. okay with that? Like, obviously, yeah. you can breathe under that. No, you can my, breathe my, through a mask. I don't. My cousin was like, well, if you don't want to wear a mask, you ever think about one of those shields? And I go, I'm not putting a fucking shield on him. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna take Ryan, it off. I think you're a shield guy. Are you a shield guy? <laughs> Oh, did we lose him? We might have lost him. Oh, oh okay. I'm here. I'm here. I don't, I don't, I'm not wearing anything <laughs> on my face. You know? He's like, I don't even I'm grow a beard, brother. I'm just walking around my hand over. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, no, in this country, I'm I'm willing to get arrested. You know, if they're even doing that, they're saying they're letting people out of jails. And stuff, <laughs> right. So I don't know. You can throw me not wearing a mouth. I, I don't think so. You know, I don't think really any of this is legal. And uh, it's just being followed because, again, mandates, which is just a recommendation by people who I feel I don't want to take yeah. their advice. You know, yeah. it's the civilians that are that are enforcing it. So any of this stuff, it's only happening because the majority of the people are doing it. And as soon as they stop doing it, it this will stop happening because they don't have the manpower to enforce mm-hmm. it. It never did. You know, we did this to ourselves and we need to stop. Yeah. And, you know, I, again, I feel very pessimistic about it because I feel like there's really nothing to save at this moment because the population is doing it to themselves and there's just so few of us i mean there's a lot of us online when we pile up but reality our numbers are super thin on the ground and uh there's no major colonies there's no major resistance of the anti-mask you mentioned germany sure you know but out here we don't see any of it and obviously we don't get wind of that in our in our news it's all very controlled we see what they want us to see you know, they don't really want us to see the Chinese troops. They don't really want us to see anti-mask protests. So we're not seeing that. We're still seeing more masks. Every now and then I pop on the Canadian news or hear a snippet of it. it still sounds like we're two weeks yeah. into it. You know, yeah. hundred cases this week or yesterday or it's getting worse. Everybody stay home. People will be punished. You know, it's it's just sounding like a bad novel. And uh, I don't like it. And I don't know what to do other than continue to not wear a mask. And uh, continue to prepare to to be less dependent on the system, which I think was part of the original uh, conclusion. You know, if anybody you were talking about earlier, if you don't like it, go live in the woods. Okay, well, I guess, you know, violence isn't the answer. You know, some uh, people, some conspiracy people say you need to get guns and stuff. And like, I don't know about you, but army men come into my door. I don't know what my shotgun's really going to do. You know, me, me getting one of them before they get me isn't much solace. You know, so really the only option to me has been able to, to be survive without government yeah. assistance. 
you know, without government handouts, um, without dependence on a phony economy, such as, again, all these people going and working in these skyscrapers and the economy that's built up around serving those people that didn't need to exist because most of those jobs don't need to exist, as we're going to see already. You know, a lot of the redundancies over the last 20 years of mechanization haven't really reflected themselves in the economy because we were able to create a lot of these bullshit jobs, bullshit jobs being the technical term for jobs that don't need to exist, busybody jobs and jobs built around actual essential services. So if you are stuck in that, if you have a job that is, quote, a bullshit job, meaning an unnecessary job, an unnecessary skill, a skill that only exists in an inflated imaginary economy and you live in a city, you're basically screwed. Right. It means when this happens, you are dependent on the government for your food, for your heat, for your lights, for your whatever. You know, uh, a lot of these um, a lot of people that are living in government assistance know what that that feels like. I think this is what we're leaning into primarily. If if there's any plan having to do with us, I think this just puts us more into government subservience again by dependence. And if, if a lot of these jobs just disappear, these people are literally crying out for the Trump payment or whatever. Canada's called something else. What happens when it doesn't come is, you know, it's it's already been kind of chaos. It's been chaotic economically. And I guess, again, my point, what is, we got to escape it. we got to get rid of it. we got to get yeah, out, yeah. you know, and uh, you can't run from everything. The answer isn't to run from everything. But if the answer is you're screwed, if you stay in the cities and you stay subservient to the system, it's going to clamp when it clamps down you've got nowhere to go or you've got no power on your own and it's it sucks that it's there's a lot on the list you know you need water you need electricity you need food you need you know it's tough to break away from it but i don't see what else is left right i'm already in the country the next step away is the woods and it's like that's the only direction to go at this point you know i don't want to go anywhere near the the cities or these these drone civilians telling me to wear a mask it's not a world that's desirable to save even which is unfortunate, you know. If we need a superhero right now, and I think they'd show up and they'd be like, "I'm gonna save these." <laughs> you know, didn't they put the masks on themselves? That's yeah. so true. So Shit, true. Uh, Ryan. Let's, let's get yeah. toward the end of the show here. I want to ask you a question, and uh, we'll give you a chance to, you know, give out your social media and whatnot. Do you think that there's going to be an election for the United States in November? Um, you know, honestly. I'm I'm hard pressed to guess now. I feel like Trump is just a, a natural second term kind of character. You know, I think they reuse characters because they're lazy. <laughs> and if they can keep someone in a second term, they will. Um, I, I predicted actually that Obama would not exit office. I predicted that something would happen and he would stand for a third term. That was a conspiracy me a few years ago. So that was a p- pretty wrong prediction. And so I'm not very confident now other than saying that uh, it's, it seems pretty unlikely that the uh, old senile pedophile Joe Biden, more publicly pedophile, pedophile Joe Biden, more so than Trump, uh, he's, he, he's going to get elected. I don't think so. You know, we don't have a Bernie this round. Uh, there's no one that interesting. And it is a show, right? It is a drama. The, the more interesting character is going to be the one that wins mm. every time, period. You know, so Trump being the most interesting political character that's been introduced to us since Schwarzenegger or Nixon, I think he's sticking yeah, around. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you have a podcast, uh, Ryan, you have a podcast out podcast. now. Do you want to shout that out? I do. And it's kind of a weird podcast because it's it's hard for me to categorize it for the open public. It feels like the only people that kind of would be of most interest it would be people that already follow my channels. 
you know, people that already kind of get the gist of the health message. A lot of it, all of it's just been recorded phone calls. P.S. Uh, it's, it's not just me talking. I tried it before with just me talking, but it's a lot of it is, is me talking with um, other distributors in my business or, or customers with uh, health questions. And I'll just do a protocol and record it so other people can hear it just, you know, for um, basically just more information and training purposes, training other people to, to do what I do and helping people find their path in nutrition, help them pin down their main problems. Uh, but the whole process of walking through people. So it's more of an internal thing. But I also created it because I wanted somewhere to be able to talk about anything if I wanted to. And some things we have also, again, it's a, it's a place to go into more depth on things that I can't normally go into to depth with like uh, depression, anxiety, for example, it touches on nutritional things, which is where my professional interest is. But there's also many more things to it worth going into depth. And I'd like to talk with you guys about it, too. I've been I've never had a full way to go full conspiracy, if that right, makes sense. Right. I have the cell phone tower count. It's great. But I don't go full blown mm-hmm. on there. I've really only introduced a couple of holographic topics and cell phone towers, obviously, you know, but I don't even really blast the 5G or anything. And I feel pretty restricted. And my personal accounts at Ryan Alexander, it's hard to spell. I purposely spelled it difficult. A-L-E-C-K-S-Z-A-N-D-E-R. You'll find that on Instagram. I've been able to talk a little bit about wider topics, but still, I feel very restricted. And I want to I want to be able to branch into talk about anything. Right. You know, you just brought up some things about raising kids and school and stuff and it's there's a long list of things that don't fit into my existing right. platforms and podcasts are the only way to kind of just get it out where it doesn't need to be so strictly categorized but i still do feel pigeonholed into the sort of health business and i still do um feel obligated to stay sort of within certain boundaries if that makes sense you know not to branch out too far or to get too far away from the health topic because uh, forget about the word because what is happening right now, the COVID thing just illustrates how important our job is. It illustrates how far away we are from the ultimate goal of having an educated public. Because remember the, like you said, that a doctor's job is, is not to uh, never see you again. It's most definitely right. to see you again, manage right. your problem with pharmaceuticals or tests or whatever. And our job is to make our job unnecessary. It's our ultimate mission is to make it so that you don't need people like us to tell you not to eat this and that and to tell you to take basic nutrients, etc. This should be common knowledge. And by that point, we're not needed. You know, and the, we've never been more needed in a time like this. The world has never been um, more misinformed. You know, we already had the government's bad advice floating around. We knew about the food plate or the food pyramid or whatever. You know, nobody really memorized it. and No one really listened to it. And that's kind of the way it should be, in my opinion. Right now, it's just as bad, except they've been fed all this disinformation and they're actually believing it. They're actually acting on it. They're actually thinking that uh, uh, wearing a mask has any justification at all, you know, with with logic having to do with your health. It's got nothing to do with your health. It's got nothing to do with preventing a a virus, yeah. you know, and it, like you said, in the scale that it's said to be in and whatever public contact and you can't avoid germs you know, it's just not how it works. Quarantine is for very, very isolated cases. You, you know, you don't quarantine populations. Like yeah. You don't quarantine the healthy. Yeah, quarantine work. The healthy. yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, if I feel unable to walk away from that, if it was up to me uh, tomorrow, I would turn the phone off, never use it again, straight up. You know, uh, it's it's a grateful I'm grateful for the opportunity to have an online business and not have to go to work and whatever. But, you know, you guys are talking about the, the good old days quote. And like, I don't normally feel that, but 
I do now with the smart technology and all this, like I kind of rather would go back. I bet I would just make it as we do, as we did, as they did for generations. I don't know. I'd figured out I'd hustle something. We don't need to have this whole online connectedness and we wouldn't be able to have this draconian society. I think without the smart technology alongside it. And I think most of those novels that, you know, warn us whatever of a, of a tyrannical future, smart technology was definitely in each one of those, you know, it was, it was, it was that that made it possible is the, them being able to spy on you and whatever, whatever and track you and turn off your ability to buy things through technology, right? The only way they can do that is if you're dependent on technology to make the transaction, etc. And I don't know. I don't know uh, where to go from here, quite frankly, you know, other than to keep, like I said, just keep not wearing a mask, keep standing up for that. And hopefully we do have a chance at avoiding the full, full blown, Iron fist, yeah, basically. Yeah. Full blown nineteen eighty four. We're almost there though, man. Like the nineteen eighty four is the most apt um because they have that constant enemy in the background. Yeah. Right. We're almost there and we're we're actively living out the plot of fucking v, v the for the, vendetta. V for vendetta, the matrix. They live, and now we're like screen playing the Unabomber's manifesto, <laughs> and it's all fucking true. Um, it's it's wild, man. It's wild. So Ryan, uh, thanks so much, man, for coming on the show. As always, we'd love having you on, and we'll for sure have you back again to talk about. Unless we're all, you know, I don't know, living in bunkers or some shit. But um, thanks for coming back on the show, man. We do appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Well. If- I appreciate you guys. If they do start rounding up people, I'm definitely going to be on that list. <laughs> um, I put myself on that list by traveling to the airport and making big fuss. And, you know, so I hope that's not going to happen. I, I guess it, it feels like a bit of a confused conversation and I've been confused about it. And it, sometimes it's good to just even spitball things. Cause you know, from the, from the oil prices earlier to, you know, Trump stuff to troops and obviously the pandemic and then mass and all these other mandates. There's just so much happening. Some people are out there claiming to know what's going on. I don't believe them. I, I think it's a, it's a very confusing time and uh, we got to keep our heads up and, and keep sharing information, I guess, you know, that I guess there's some value to that. And uh, hopefully again, together we can influence other people to stand up and, and assert our right to have those basic freedoms that we were used to because life was already hard. School already sucked. You know, I can't imagine what school is going to be like for these kids yeah. now. There's, I can't imagine the, the little me being able to stand that, you know, and I hope enough people are, are going to reach a breaking point and say, no, this is, this is too much. We can't give up our world. Yeah. You know, absolutely. absolutely. You know, uh, one thing too, uh, boy, I mentioned this on the last show and it's, it sucks and it's fucking, but it's fucking true, especially with all this like pedophilia bullshit that's going on right now. It's like being back in the, the nostalgic of, of when, you know, we all grew up and my wife and I grew up and a new show will come on and uh, babe, you remember watching this show? Oh yeah. We, that's a dick. Why is there a dick? And yeah. I didn't see the dick before and there's a yeah. dick there. And now I know there's a dick there yeah. forever. As soon as they order pizza, you're like, I'm fucking out. Oh, <laughs> fucking, yeah. I wonder why you want extra pepper. <laughs> Running, fucking bastard. But um, that's it for this episode, man. I want Boy, you. We'll see you later. Get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. You ain't saying this, ho. You ain't saying this, ho. Donald Trump, Putin, and shit. My balls are hot.
say I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My balls are hot. My balls are hot.